beautiful friends, and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Kristen. I am super excited for the conversation I have today with my guest. We are going to dig into her transitioning from a nine to five into building her own business. She's stepping into what God's calling her to. We have such an honest and open dialogue about what this looks like, about waiting for God's timing, about stepping out in faith for those first steps and knowing what those breadcrumbs were, what those clues were that let her know when the time was right to step into this business of hers, into this ministry. It's so good. I think it's really going to fill you up and you're going to get so much out of it. And here's what I want to ask you. What is holding you back? What is the thing that's holding you back from going after your dreams and from finding meaningful work you love? Aren't you ready to wake up to the possibilities that are in your life and go after the things you've dreamt of? It's time for you to feel alive again, lit up, and for you to know that you're deserving and you are worthy for the future that's waiting for you. I want you to feel fulfilled and find abundance in your life. I think it's time and I'm ready to help you get started. Now I'm your host, Kristen, of Building a Life You Love. And each week we're going to talk to people that have redefined their lives and are going after their dreams. And we want to help you live your best life, both personally and professionally. So let's get started. Hi, today on the show, I would like to welcome Shannon Leibold. She is joining us today. We are going to talk about transitioning from a nine to five job to moving into the work she feels called to doing in the world. I'm excited for this conversation because I think we all have a purpose that God's put on our hearts. And I love that she stepped into hers fully. So I want to uh, introduce you to Shannon and then let her share her story with us. Shannon believes the greatest story ever told is the one found on the pages of scripture. Captivated by God's grand narrative of, of relentless redemption, she spends most of her free time immersed in the Bible as a student, a teacher, and a curriculum developer. As the founder of Scripture and Story, she is passionate about helping women navigate their way around the Bible and inspiring them to develop a deeper hunger for Scripture. She makes her home with her husband, Chris, and two teenage children in Ontario, Canada. She's, one, she's the one frantically taking notes through every sermon playing podcasts during every mundane task, and devouring every book that sparks her interest. Welcome, Shannon. Thank you. It's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm excited because we have a lot in common. We both have teenager or young adult kids, and I'm very similar. I'm an obsessive note taker, and I can't get enough of you know faith-based books and information and things like that. So I love it. So can you first start off with telling us a little bit just about your backstory, and then what it is you're up to now. Sure. Yeah, I'd love to. So um, I'm a wife and a mom, as you said. Um, Chris and I have been married for almost 20 years, and I have two teenage kids, a 17-year-old boy and a 15-year-old girl. And, you know, that keeps me busy, obviously. Um, until recently, I was working in a Christian elementary school office. So I was the school secretary. And Loved my job. I'm administrative by nature. That comes naturally to me. And I, you know, it was such a great place to work. The community that we built among the staff, we were so close. It was like a small group. Um, and so I, I loved my job there. But about probably a year and a half ago, I began to feel restless. And I don't know if you've ever had that feeling where you just, something in you is, is restless. And I, I've been there before and I knew that God was preparing to move me. 
I have always been passionate about Bible study, about, you know, teaching women's Bible study classes and leading women through scripture. And I always did that, you know, in my spare time. Um, I would often, you know, in the evenings be working on, you know, my next study or, or developing curriculum for, for something. So that's what I absolutely love to do. That was my passion. And so I just had this feeling that God was beginning to move me into more of that. It's always been my dream to do that full time. Um, but I, there were always obstacles in the way. And I never quite knew how to make that happen or, or when God was going to move me into that. So, um, yeah, about a year and a half ago, I began to feel restless. And I just started praying. There was, there was a season of about six months where I was really just asking the Lord what he had for me and, and praying big prayers, prayers that I've never prayed before, prayers um, about asking God for his vision for my life, about um, just, just really wanting to follow his leading into what he had for me, but, but holding my hands open to the outcome and to what that would look like. And to when timing was really important because, you know, I wanted to, to move into all that he had for me now. I wanted to do it now. And, and we had to wait for the right timing. So I spent six months, I actually wrote out, um, prayers on little index cards and I prayed them every day. I mean, I was, I was relentless in just praying these prayers and, and one of the bigger obstacles was was having my husband be on board because obviously it has financial implications if I'm going to you know leave my nine to five job and start something that really isn't a thing yet and so and he's an accountant uh, so that <laughs> that was really a challenge yeah. for him but once he God began to speak to him as well and and he began to think that you know this is what she's called to do and and we're going to have to take this step of faith. I knew that the time was coming closer and closer. And so um, in March of this year, I gave my resignation at my job and finished out the school year till the end of June and uh, then moved into uh, building a ministry called Scripture and Story. So uh, it's it was exciting and scary all at the same time, um, but I'm, I am so thrilled with where God has me and what I'm doing now. Oh, that's, that's amazing. That's so good. So tell us a little bit about that. So first of all, you know, you and I both have older kids. We don't have littles anymore. Do you think, you know, what would you speak to that first of all? So maybe women, because there's a lot of women at this age, right? Where it's about to be a time for a move, or they now have more free time potentially because their kids aren't little, you know, so this is often a transition period. And so I guess my first question is, what would you say to women that maybe are finding themselves in this season where their kids are older and maybe they feel like they've haven't, you know, they're having this pull, right. To go into a new direction, you know, that God's calling them. So what, is there anything you'd say about that, that season? Yeah, I think it's a great time to make a transition. You know, when our kids are little, it's physically exhausting. We're chasing around toddlers and, and there isn't much, you know, space to, to kind of dream and, and think about what it could be as your kids get older. Um, not that it's, it's not intense. It still is, you know, moms of teens know that it's emotionally draining. Um, so there is that part of it, but, but in, in moving away from my nine to five and stepping into something that's more flexible, that has benefits as well in parenting and mothering, because now I'm available for my kids 
And, and, you know, with teens, when, um, you have to be available when they want to talk. And typically that's after 11 PM, isn't it? It's just the way it is. So, yeah, I think it's a great time for moms to make a transition because there is a little bit more flexibility in, in the mothering role. Yeah, I absolutely agree because for the most part, for many, many, many years, I've worked either for myself or remote, you know, whether I was working for someone else or not. And that means if I needed to go pick someone up or after practice, I could do that. You know, and even today, actually, my son texted earlier and said he's not feeling well. So later, I, I may be going to get him. He was still deciding. Um, but my point is, right, when you have more flexibility, it makes those things a little bit easier. You know, I don't have to go ask someone, you know, for that. The other thing I want to say about that is I really want to model to my kids what it looks like to follow God and take risks. And they're at the age where they, you know, they see me do that and they understand what I'm doing. Um, and it was a little bit of a, uh, it, it, it was a conversation with my children, especially my oldest, my son, he's very practical and very structured. And so for me to leave something that's secure and, you know, brings in an income to do something that, you know, is a risk and is a step of faith, he didn't quite understand that. So that actually, um, allowed us to have some really good conversations about how important it is to follow God's call on your life. and. And I just think it's important, moms, uh, for your kids to see you do that, for you to model that for them. Right. Yeah, I do too. I think that's that's really important. And to your point, we're we're not just modeling it to our kids, which is, of course, is you know one of the most important things that we are. But we're also modeling it to the people around us, mm-hmm. right? That it's okay if it seems scary or like an unknown. You know, you're not super clear on it. You know, you're getting clearer, but it's. It's something that you don't know. Like you said, you don't know, is the income immediate? Is it going to take months or longer to grow? But that we can still have trust, right? And where we're being led and how we're being led. And so I think that just being a role model in um, in our faith, right? And in, in taking those, those steps, I think is important as well. What would you tell people that maybe, you know, they, they think they know sort of how they're being called, but they're just hesitant. They're stuck and, you know, that uncertainty and maybe they're, you know, financially, they might think, well, I just don't know that I can do this, you know, right now. And, you know, there's definitely ways to do it on the side to start with and other things. Do you have any just advice for people as they're, they're maybe on the edge of that, but they're, they're just not um, feeling the support to do it. I think it's important to wait on the Lord for his timing, because if we, if we push through and make something happen, that's, that's doing it in our own flesh, in our own timing. And, in my experience, it doesn't work well <laughs> that way. Yeah. So I think it's important to wait on God to to actually spend that time, you know, praying and really seeking Him for His will and and for His His timing. And and I don't think He's going to lay it all out, like all the steps right. and no. all the timing and all the details. That's not the way God works because no. we need to respond with faith. So so you know, look for that first step, that first baby step that you can take that He's given you. And then, and then take it and see what happens. See how the Lord opens doors or closes doors and, and try to get a sense for where he's working and, and, and then join him in that. Okay. So you've been, you've started your, you know, your new ministry. It's been, you know, over a handful of months now. So what can you tell us just about that? What that's looked like for you between, you know, day one, if you will, until right now. So scripture and story is a ministry that, um, creates 
Bible study resources for women. So that's my passion is to develop those, those resources to help women kind of navigate their way around the Bible and inspire them to just develop an intimate relationship with Jesus and to know him better. And I really believe that God's story on the pages of his word transforms our stories. So that's, that's the vision. That's, that's what I'm building, but, um, it has been, it has been, you know, a little bit by little bit, and it hasn't looked how I thought it would. Um, there's been things that I've had to, to, to work hard at, um, in terms of marketing and, and all of those things. And, um, I haven't spent as much time writing Bible study, study curriculum, which is what I want to get to, but it takes a while to, to build something and to, and to put it out there to the world. Um, I've worked with a marketing team of uh, two ladies that are brilliant and so creative. So that's been really helpful. Um, but, but yeah, I, I would say just expect, expect the unexpected, <laughs> expect it not mm-hmm. to look exactly how you thought it would. Mm-hmm. And also expect it to take longer than you think it will, because it does. It's, mm-hmm. it's, um, it takes time to build something good and beautiful. Yeah, it really does. And uh, first of all, I think it's important what you said that you, you know, got help in an area that you felt like you could use it with the marketing. And it's important that we do find resources, right? Whether it's a freelancer or someone we know, or you could trade or you have a you know a small budget for something. And then the other thing too is about the time, how long it takes. It really does take so much longer. And um, I know Stephanie Gass often says this, you know, who's a top Christian business podcaster that I've taken some of her stuff. She says, you know, expect when you start something new, right? A new program, new podcast, whatever, it's going to take a year of the same message over and over. You know, I mean, you tweak it, right? But the point is, is for it to really get legs, right? To have momentum. And so I think it is important for people to be encouraged in that and know this, you know, you're really making the commitment to this is the right place, but it's going to take work and it's going to take effort and elbow grease and more prayers and, you know, getting help from other people, you know, letting people know what you need, you know, so that you can build this, you know, whatever it is you're stepping into. Exactly. And it feels often like you're saying the same thing over and over and over again, because you are, and you need to, um, yeah, to get that message out there. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's something just to encourage people. And if it feels like things are taking longer than you would expect, that is sort of the process, right? And I think there's growth happening during that process, during that season of it taking time to build something new. And like you said, something important and valuable and beautiful for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah. So is there any things you would just say to women to encourage them if they're, um, Maybe in this place of transition, of course, you know, to pray and try to, to look at the right timing, you know, that God has for them. But are there just any other practical steps or tips you took that helped you really step into this? Like, for instance, you obviously had conversations with your husband, but you had you allowed time, you know. So is there anything else you would just share that might be helpful to the audience? I'm a task-focused person. I, I like my lists. I like checking things off my list. I can get into that place where I am striving. And when I'm striving, I am not 
um, working out of the overflow of what God is doing in my heart. Um, I'll just share a little story. About a month ago, I I woke up and I was feeling anxious and overwhelmed with everything on my to-do list. There were 34 items on my to-do list, which is ridiculous. Like no one can do that. Um, and so I went for a walk with a friend that morning and I was just sharing with her how how anxious and overwhelmed I felt and that I I knew that I had slipped back into that mentality of striving, kind of back to that same old cistern that doesn't hold water. And she really encouraged me. She actually sent me something from um, a Bible study she was doing by Christy McClelland called Gospel on the Ground. And in that Bible study, Christy talks about the way of the empire and the way of the kingdom. And she says, and I quote, the way of the empire, the way of the world is marked by striving and straining. It's the way of an orphan who scrounges for sustenance. It's the way of trying to figure everything out, plotting your own life's path and living or dying by your own wisdom as you choose your own way. And that just spoke to me. That's where I was. I was in that striving. And and I w- I've been praying that God would remind me again and again and again that the way forward is intimacy, not productivity. It's intimacy because um, I want my ministry to be an overflow of what Jesus is doing in my heart, in my relationship with him. And I want it to be about fruitfulness mm-hmm. and not productivity. So Christy McClellan goes on to say that instead of empire, kingdom is anchored in sonship and daughtership. It's practicing faithful trust in the living God to lead and guide and provide. It's the way of posturing ourselves to receive from the Lord. It's a life of being shepherded and led and sustained. And I just, I, I just want to encourage your listeners to, to think about that difference between building an empire and receiving a kingdom. We, we are children of God most high and he is pleased to give us his kingdom. And so we are receiving that kingdom. And as we abide in the vine, as we wait and rest and trust, um, our lives will just, we will have influence based on the intimacy that we have in Christ. And so, yeah, I, I feel myself go back to that striving and I, and I have to stop myself and say, no. I am a child of God. I'm receiving a kingdom. I am, I am working out of the overflow of what he's doing in my heart and life and, and bring myself back to that place. So yeah, I just want to encourage your listeners to, to think about it in that way. Not that it doesn't take work to, to build a ministry. It does. It takes elbow grease, but, but we can work from a place of rest. Oh, that was so good. I love that you shared that. It's beautiful. And yeah, I think you're so right. And I have that same. I can get stuck in that same pattern as well, because mm-hmm. while I know, you know, to keep going back, you know, to pressed in prayer, I mean, a uh, prayer and renewal, I am also a list, list maker and a tasker and a productivity type person. And so I have to be really careful as well that I don't put things into my own timing uh, or I do. Right. And I have to kind of step back and I have to allow again, especially when I, feel resistance. I can tell it's because I'm trying to push instead of wait and allow, you know? And so I think that was really, really good and important. I think that will really hit home for a lot of people. Yeah. It's, I think we have to remember too, that time is a gift to be received. It's not to be managed. You know, we talk a lot about time management, but, but really our time is a gift from the Lord. And so 
he knows he knows the timeline. He knows everything we have to do in this day. And and he will lead us to do the important things, the God-given tasks, if we focus on him. Yeah, and often I talk about, you know, that so many times I think when people or any of us feel anxious or overwhelmed in a day, it's because we are trying to fit more into a day than was ever meant to be fit into a day. And if we actually slowed down, right, we lived a little slower the way we were meant to live, we, that, that anxiety, that anxiousness, to some extent, it's gone, right? Because we're actually fitting in a day what we were really asked to fit in, not all the other 500 things that we think we have to fit into a day, you know? Yes. Absolutely. And I think we'd view interruptions in a different way too. We think about them as divine appointments instead of interruptions. 100%. Well, and also that every interaction we have, right, with our kids, our spouse, our friends, what community, those are opportunities for connection, right? And to, you know, be a steward, a servant, and not like to your point, they're not interruptions. That is life, right? That's the connection. That's the giving. That's, you know, that's the living, if you will. And those are things that you can't check off a list. That's uh, right. They're, and, and actually, they're the more important things. And right. So we have to kind of, you know, switch our thinking to view yeah. it that way. Yeah, because you have to be, it's all about being present, right? In order to experience those things and to, for it to be fruitful. So I do have one last question with you about just stepping into, you know, starting your own ministry in a full-time, or when I say full-time capacity, I mean, as your, you know, main focus. So... For anyone that's maybe thinking, oh, I just don't think I could do it, you know, um, so maybe there's that lack of confidence, even if they're, you know, listening and trying to take, you know, the direction from God. Is there anything that you would just say to them about, you know, you can do it, right? We don't have to be equipped. I mean, that's obviously what the Bible says is he's not calling to be equipped. But is there anything you just speak to them about that, about you are ready, you know, well, when you're called to it, you know, and you can step into it, even when you don't know how you're going to make it happen. Yeah. I just think that you'll never be ready. You'll never be a hundred percent ready because we're called to live a life of faith. And that's what it looks like to take the next step that God is showing you in obedience, in trust, in faith, and then expect him to show up because he will, he'll, he'll honor that. And so, yeah, I would just encourage you to, to do that. And don't think about, um, your own skills and talents and abilities and resources as limiting factors because we serve a God who has endless resources, endless supply, and he's willing to to give to us. And so we can't think about our own, what we have as, as limits. Um, and if we just think about what God is able to do in and through us and to, to walk forward with open hands, to be, to be obedient, to, um, you know, I often pray, God, give me the courage and discipline to work like it depends on me, and then the faith to pray like it depends on you. Because I'll do my part to work, and then and then God is responsible for the results, and to just to hold those loosely. And so, I would say, go for it. Just go for it. Take that first little step of faith, and you will be amazed at what your God will do. So good. I love it. Can you tell people how can they connect with you online and learn more about scripture and story? Sure, absolutely. So you can uh, hop onto my website. It's scriptureandstory.com or you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at scripture and story. So I'd love to, I'd love to interact with you there. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for the conversation around um, transitioning from a full-time job 
to stepping into, you know, your calling and into um, a ministry and just really pointing people, you know, shining a light, you know, back to God. I think it's so good. And I think you had so much wisdom and insight there to share with people. Well, it's been a joy. Thank you so much for having me. Mm, Absolutely. Thanks again for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts so that more people can discover the show and connect to our community. 